big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name's Marion Rose. And I'm Lael Stone. And today we are talking about forgiveness. But first of all, yes. How are you, Lael? How am I? Oh, thank you, Marion. I'm I'm really good. There is lots happening in our world at the moment. I just have just navigated about eight or nine days of sickness with my youngest child. And do you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about the podcast we recorded a few weeks ago about illness. And I and I was actually thinking what do we talk about in there because what I noticed is there was lots of feelings coming up for my daughter which hasn't happened in a long time she's 14 now but she was unwell and she cried lots and lots it was really beautiful it was a beautiful reminder of just you know what the body does and movement and all that kind of stuff but I've been in kind of big mama mode for the last eight or nine days just looking after her and isn't amazing even as your kids get bigger she wanted me to sleep with her at night and she was needing lots of cuddles and Anyway, she's on the men now. I think she's had a big upgrade. She's um she's done whatever she's needed to. But that was a really um beautiful time actually. Just it, it gave me a lot of compassion again for mamas when your kids are really little and they're unwell and you're just needing to take care of them all the time. And even though, you know, she's big and didn't need me constantly, I, I was up quite a bit at night with her and I was like, oh, I remember how rough this can feel when you've got little kids. So it really did give me a lot more compassion and empathy to all those mamas out there or, or dads as well who are looking after little ones who are unwell perhaps. Uh, but apart from that, I am great. There's lots of beautiful things happening in my world and uh, I'm feeling very, I'm taking lots of walks at the moment on the beach, feeling deeply grateful for where I am in my life. So it feels, feels good at this point. What about you, my friend? How are you? Um, yeah, I'm feeling this big, expansive energy that we were just talking about earlier multiple books um which we are not talking more about but one of them is a children's book which i uh, which i think i shared about already but i'll share about again my, my daughter's illustrating i'm loving the process beyond all lovingness and this new aware parenting cause is coming through me and and true power one is just like lots and lots and lots of exciting things happening so mm. I'm feeling very energized and happy <laughs> So good. That's a nice place to be. So from our podcast last week, we talked about um, rupture and repair and uh, we talked, I thought that was a great podcast we did. It really gave some great ideas and examples about what it can look like when we do have ruptures with our kids and the compassion we need for ourselves and then, you know, authentically repairing and what that models to our children, all that gorgeous stuff. And then right at the end, we said, you know, and maybe our children might not want to move into forgiveness straight away if there's been a big rupture or something. And we went, oh, that's the next topic we should talk about because I think there's a lot in that and something that as humans we can definitely carry. So before we jump into that forgiveness part or whatever we want to talk about around it, Marion, do you want to share, because you just said at the end, oh, I've got some beautiful concepts around that. And I was like, oh, okay, let's start with that. So do you want to share, do you want to share where that sits with you? I would love to, and I would love to say I'm imagining probably a lot of the things we share today will be more from our own work rather than about parenting. So I'd just love to add that in at the beginning. Um, I, you know me, I'm very particular about words. You know that, don't you, Lil? Listeners, you might have noticed that. And so for me, 
I don't tend to use the word forgiveness because I tend to think that the word forgiveness includes in it the belief that someone has done something wrong in inverted commas that needs forgiving whereas I like to see um, that uh, similar to aware parenting that there's always people are always doing things for deep and important reasons and for me the journey is much more about as we go on our own journey as we heal as we get to welcome and express all the painful feelings that we have felt towards some other human who's done things that have been painful for us as we get those hurt lovingly heard and we get to really welcome that outrage and the, the frustration and all the things that that we naturally come to more and more compassion for the other that's a natural part of the process we don't need to go oh okay i'm going to forgive them now it's actually innate in us because as we as we express that hurt we're we are not sitting in it so much we actually become more compassionate and more understanding just naturally we don't need to force that process in any way shape or form and what i find over time and i think we're going to talk more about this is because of that beautiful healing we start to realize the ah this this person that's hurt me and it's often parents um they grew up in a, a different time they grew up in a different era and perhaps if i'd grown up at that time in that family of origin i actually might have done some of the same things that they did so it's this natural unfolding of information clarity empathy that is in no way forced and also doesn't mean you know if your parents have done terrible things to you and you are not willing to talk to them anymore we can hold both profound compassion for every single feeling that we feel the hurt and the grief and the outrage as well as compassionate understanding for them and why they did those things and we might still make a choice to not see them or to only see them in these particular situations or to have these really clear no's in place so i think today we're probably going to be un unfolding some of those um, elements Mm, I love that explanation. Do you use a word then, if, if you don't necessarily use the word forgiveness, is there something else that you say around that? Well, you know, for me, it's often these words, there's just a longer way of saying it, which would be kind of what I just said, which is mm. <laughs> naturally we come to a compassionate mm. understanding yes. towards yes. another human being and why they did what yes. they did, whilst also yes. still loving all our feelings as well. Yes. But, I, I love that and I, I actually I deeply agree with you and I feel very blessed that um, I grew up with the mother I did because from a very young age she would talk to us about, like I remember this from about the age of seven or eight, when somebody was mean to me or I felt that somebody had done something that wasn't okay or my brother was annoying me or, and I'd be like, you know, they're horrible or that's not fair or how could that person do this to me? My mum's response because she's quite a wise woman would be Lael you know we everybody is just part of our orbit and we have a choice about how we respond to people and people don't ever do something to you you know on some level we might allow stuff to happen or we perceive it to be in a certain way and so from a young age my mum used to say to me what you know what does this mean for you what is this person mirroring to you what is this person turning up in your life to show you or to teach you and so they were the words and stuff I heard from a really really young age and and <laughs> I remember being in like grade five or six at school and something would go on and I would say to a friend <laughs> I mean I laugh now <laughs> oh maybe that's why I didn't have heaps of friends when I was a kid but I would say things like 
hmm, to my like, you know, 10-year-old friend, what do you think this is about for you? What is this person trying to teach you? Right? My friends would look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? But and, and I remember having those thoughts and ideas and, and because I think it was instilled in me, you know, from a young age of taking responsibility for my own feelings, which I look at now and feel deeply grateful that that's what my mother taught us about because it enabled me on some level never to become the victim. And, and I'm talking about kind of the victim archetype of it's not fair and why was I treated this way and how can they do that to me? There was a story and a belief that, that was there which basically said, well, there is something in this. You know, there is, there's a lesson for me in this or there's something I need to understand in this. Now, I also just want to say that may not land with you people listening you might be like nah that's I don't get that or that doesn't feel good or people have done wrong by me and I as Marion and I always say we have deep compassion for wherever you are and however it lands with you so please throw out these concepts if they don't make sense to you or you don't like them or whatever like it's you know we all have our own unique journey but I think that imprinting that my mum gave me from a young age has been one of the best things ever in my whole life because it has always the first thing when something goes on where there's a rupture in a relationship or I feel like somebody's, you know, treated me poorly or something's gone on. I always ask the question, "Mm, what's this about for me? And sometimes it's about me not being able, you know, not feeling like I could speak my truth and needing to find the courage to do that. Sometimes it was a lot of the time it was about me not trusting my intuition and doing something else and then going, God damn, I knew that. I really should have trusted my gut. Um, Sometimes it was about me really wanting to be liked and so I would give my power away and, and, you know, not hold my centre. I mean, there's many, many reasons why we do stuff and all part of the journey of learning I think to always tune into myself and trust what I needed to say. But that beautiful concept of being able to sit there and go, hmm, there's perhaps there's something else going on here and what is my part to play in it was actually an incredible gift in freedom really because then you don't become you know, the victim to situations that have gone on. And again, I really want to phrase this, you know, I know there's painful things that happen in people's lives and and I know nobody would really put their hand up to say, I want that thing to happen to me. So please hear this with, you know, such compassion that it's often these big things that can happen to us that ask us to really tune into where our yeses and nos are, where we want to put our energy, where we don't, all those kind of things. So please hear this with lots of softness and compassion, not as just this blanket rule of this is what it is because we both know and appreciate there's there's a lot of pain out there in the world and, and it can be very nuanced. But coming back to this, I think it was a very beautiful gift that my mum bestowed on me, which was really around taking ownership of our reactions in life, um, being able to look through curiosity as to what is this about for me? What is this teaching me? And because of those things, forgiveness, a bit like what you're saying, Marion, hasn't necessarily been a thing that I've had to navigate lots in my life because having looked through the lens of, hey, there's there's a part of, of me in this story here and what is that about for me? And if I trusted that people are doing their best job, which they are, as you said at the top of this 
podcast, perhaps if we were in their shoes or perhaps if we were growing up in our parents' time, maybe we would have made the same choices. And I think that was a beautiful insight to learn when I was young that people who feel hurt and who haven't got their needs met will sometimes hurt others or who feel deeply powerless will want to power over others. And understanding and learning those concepts as a teen and as a young kid was pretty powerful because it, it again, allowed me to look at people with compassion, understanding what is perhaps the story that has come before them that that makes them do what they're doing. Mm, And what I love is where, since we're not talking from an aware parenting lens today, if we include my psycho-spiritual lens, you know, this is not spiritual bypassing. And I know it can be used in that way. I know some people can say just, you know, okay, you know, I caused this and why did I? But what I love about the way we both work is there's so so much profound compassion and so much listening to the feelings. So we might be curious about what's going on and why this happened and what our part is and that beautiful interrelationship and all of the things. But that also might mean that we still feel outraged or (laughs) disappointed or sad and we are all both about absolutely deeply listening to those with unconditional love and expressing them and having them heard that's such a pivotal um, element of this which I think we both hold so much is that is that both and it's like yes all the feelings are so welcome and yes we all both do the same to to for each other and to each other like we'll message each other or phone each other up and I'm feeling so x y and z and always the bigger context of we know that through feeling the feelings and having them lovingly heard and all of the things that we will come out the other side with deep clarity and deep power because in what I hear you say this is all about how powerful we each are as human beings rather than being this uh, yeah that's the kind of recipient of all this stuff to happen to us that we do have a powerful part to play and we can create profound change in our lives whilst also being deeply compassionate for all the younger parts all the hurts I love and I think that's so even though our work's different in some ways, I think that's why it's so we we, we uh, work together so well because we do hold both of those, don't we? The the really mm. big picture and the trust and the, the kind of cosmicness as well as the yes. absolute unconditional love for every single feeling and every single younger part that needs to be yes, one hundred percent. And I I watch this a lot in. Um, the work I do with parents when I take them through an immersion, like a, a journey, and we look at what I call the imprints of well, what did we learn about anger and tears and and relationship and compassion and all those things? What did we watch as children and how does that play up in our life now? And what I've witnessed, you know, taking hundreds of people through these courses now is that they start to go, oh, my God, I, I kind of didn't even realise the stories that I had been given and they begin to see it clearly and then they get really angry because they're like why why did my parents not turn up for me in the way i wanted and how could they treat me that way and like just so there there comes the anger and the rage and i say to all of them i do not um, suggest you writing an angry letter to your parents <laughs> like feel these feelings here this is really important but but the steps are often this. You need to acknowledge and feel it, as you're saying, Marian. It is so important to feel the rage and the upset and the hurt and the grief and all those places. And only I find usually after we have felt them and we have had space held for us to feel them or in whatever way you process, are we then able to move into compassion 
for our parents or are we then able to move into understanding but as you're saying beautifully we can't kind of just bypass it we can't go oh that's how they did it yet we still have all those feelings there and you'll know if those feelings exist because when you turn up and you're with your parents if all of a sudden they say one thing and straight away you're seething inside or you're feeling all judgy again you're like oh there's more (laughs) there's more still there for me to process because I'm being reactive to where they are and I think it's such important things to understand, isn't it? That that exactly as you said, there's we can hold places for both, and it is important to feel the, the rage and the and the frustration and you know the not fair element of all of it to give it a voice so it can be heard, so we can you know love on it and allow it to move through us to then be able to sit in that place of deep understanding. And and you know as you said too, then we don't really need forgiveness because we actually have a deep compassion understanding of, of, you know, who that person, not necessarily who that person is, but what that person has done and potentially why. Exactly. And I had something really wonderful to say that completely <laughs> dropped my mind because I was so busy listening to you. <laughs> so great. I'm so willing to remember what it was. Oh, I know what it was. Oh, good um, job. I find there's a journey as well, don't you? And particularly when people get more into compassion and being compassionate towards others I find that they often then can flip the other way as part of that journey to just go yeah I totally understand and often it's you know my parents and why they did what they did and I understand their childhood and uh, but then what they do is then they so sit in that place that they go well so how could I possibly feel angry because I'm just being compassionate towards them Mm. and again what I love about what we both hold is that we can absolutely hold both the the Mm. love that we are is that we can absolutely unconditionally love every single feeling that shows up for us for our younger parts and have deep and unconditional love for for them and for their journey and the the kind of magic of how the two come together and I think that's such a a powerful journey because there doesn't need to be oh you know they did this to me or Mm. whatever we can feel the feelings and love them and love ourselves and love them yeah and I think it's interesting also to sit with and I'm going to just use the word forgiveness for a moment if you are the person that feels like you've done somebody wrong or someone's perceiving that you've done wrong and they are not forgiving you and that can feel very very challenging to sit in that place where you know, you may know, yes, perhaps I, I didn't behave in a way I wanted to, or you were just acting from a place of getting your own needs met. And this other per- person isn't able to see it through a compassionate lens and isn't able to perhaps understand why that may have gone on. And they may be holding that tension there of you have done me wrong, you know, and you have to either make it up to me and and you might be in that place of, being the person that feels like, you know, well, they haven't forgiven me. And that can feel deeply uncomfortable sitting in that place of thinking someone maybe doesn't like me or they're still angry with me. And and sometimes what we can do as humans is we can overcompensate to try and make it okay or to fix it or to repair. And it's a very challenging place to sit in of trust saying and knowing that that person will do and see it in whatever way they have to and we have to move into a place of compassion for ourselves again there's that word compassion for ourselves again around hey we all make mistakes and I behaved in that way and yes it didn't feel good but if I can move into deep compassion for myself even if they don't that's the goal of where we need to get to and that can be a really painful place to sit because people 
people want to hold on to things and people want to hold on to grudges. You know, it actually gives them power in certain places in their lives. And as much as we don't often like feeling uncomfortable feelings sometimes when we are stuck in them, it can often serve a purpose. It serves us. You know, you think about someone or perhaps a parent or someone, you know, who's held on to a grudge or held on to something for many, many, many years. And even if they might not even know what it is anymore. I mean, I've worked with parents or people who would say, oh, yeah, yeah, my dad is still angry about something that happened 25 years ago. And I'm like, do you know what happened? She's like, I don't know. It was something with his brother. He still doesn't talk to his brother. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. So there's something in it for people that sometimes serves them to stay in that pain and that that place of uh, of not being able to heal or move um, or move those stories. And sometimes it it takes things like death or someone dying or a big tragedy to blow that kind of open for those things to be healed. And sometimes it doesn't. And it's really interesting, isn't it? What happens when we hold on to those feelings? And, you know, we've talked about this in many podcasts before, when we hold on to that resentment or anger or, you know, it can turn into toxicity in our body, that can turn into illness, that can turn into deep resentment held in our body and our bones and, you know, our bodies respond to that. And we can see that with a lot of people who, perhaps they've never expressed their feelings or are still holding on to stories. It shows up in their bodies and it shows up in their lives. It really is um, profound suffering, isn't it? If we're not willing mm. to get the support to feel the feelings. I'm, I'm really remembering in the, in the um, aftermath of uh, my ex-husband and I separating and at some of the time, some of the big feelings I had and some of the kind of more judgmental places I went into. And what I realized really quickly was that actually the only well, the main person that was going to suffer if I kept on holding on to those was me, <laughs> possibly then my children next. Um, and I really realized that was not going to help anybody. And actually, the, the only really way through in a way that was enjoyable would be just to do a lot of expressing feelings and having them heard and, and moving through them. So that I didn't need wasn't holding on to all that painful stuff, because really that resentment it is. Yes, we can create suffering for others or you know be unenjoyable to be around but really we're the ones that suffer if we're not willing to actually really feel and again it is usually really painful feelings like that deep hurt and grief and sadness and fear and outrage and this process is not um it's not easy the paradox is the more we we feel our beautiful hearts through that and deep tenderness then of course you know the the way i see it is you know our true nature is love and will and actually the more we get to express these these feelings the more we actually just come to rest in our true nature as love which is love love for us and actually love for that other person because that's what is underneath all of it always isn't it is the love that sits there yeah Oh, gosh, I so love that point you brought up there because it's so funny, isn't it? When we think of it from the point of view of I am so angry and so hurt by you, I'm going to hold on to that. Yet the reality is that other person doesn't affect them. They might not even know you're holding on to that. The whole story is in your head and your body and you are just actually hurting yourself by by hanging on to it because the other person doesn't know, you know, it just is, <laughs> I think it is, it's, it is, you know, it is so big, isn't it? Because when we feel pain and we feel like things haven't been fair and we feel like, you know, we've been hardly done by that hurt. Sometimes there's a comfort in it. If we know it of like, I'm going to sit in this, in this not fairness, it's not okay. And for some people it's actually very familiar and very comfortable and that's where they want to sit. 
And it is the big leap. What would it mean if I let this go? What would it mean if I moved into compassion or doing the healing work? Sometimes that is scarier than actually sitting in the the yuckness for a really, really long time. Yes. And what I would love to say as well is when I'm talking about coming back to love again, you know, for me, it's the, it's love, love and well, love and power. We can still absolutely have unconditional love for ourselves and this other person and still be unwilling to, to, you know, see them or have them talk to us in particular ways or to be willing to, you know, put up with certain things about them just because we are being loving. I mean, to me, that's why I talk about no can be one of the most, it is often one of the most loving things we can do. We can, we can, have unconditional love for ourselves, have deep compassion for why someone's doing what they're doing and be absolutely unwilling to be the recipient of it anymore. 100%. That's such a good point because really at the end of the day, it's about finding your power again, isn't it? When we actually give all this energy and resentment to another person we are actually leaking our power and energy to them and then we actually decide you know what no when as is in your words marion you'd set a loving limit i'm not willing to do that anymore we actually then start to regain our power back and i love what you said and sometimes that means no i'm not seeing them but i'm also going to sit in a place where there's no charge around it for me anymore and that's i guess when you know you've done the work isn't it when there is no charge when you can talk of them or you could see them or you could something and you'll be like oh yeah it's just neutral and that's where you go wow that's where we've done some some powerful work and that's true freedom isn't it and i would mm. say I think that's the core of both of our work is that increasingly and in, in my languaging that we increasingly come home to our true nature as love love and true power mm. because yes all these things have happened to us but we are we are free from them in in this way Mm, yes I love that so much it's powerful it's so powerful I wonder if we can talk a little bit about what it looks like in the parenting context when like we talked about last week perhaps there's a rupture with our children and we try to repair but our kids don't want to just yet and they might be still holding on to some big feelings and that can feel really painful for us if we can see that they're not really wanting to connect with us if they're kind of moving a little bit more into suppression if there has been a lot of hurt there and they're still protecting themselves again if we were to use the word forgiveness in the sense of that you know the parent could have a story that says my child won't forgive me and you know I've I've damaged them or I've done wrong. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, I know what you're going to say because it's what we always say, but, um, you know, I think that is a an interesting place for parents to sit in because I have I have worked with many parents that sit in that place before. So what would you offer them, Marion? Well, you know, I always say it's two things to, to heal from the, the hurt, so connect with what younger parts are here, like how is this in some way part of the themes that we're familiar with, you know, they, they, they don't love me or I did something wrong, where is that a charged phrase for us that we had as a five-year-old or as a nine-year-old, and where are we running to get free from our cultural conditioning, which is the, the self-judgment and the picking up those sticks to actually um, to, to be in that place where we return to our true nature again as love so that we can be wherever they are in their journey we can keep showing up lovingly and offering them love even if it takes them five years till they're actually willing to come and connect with us again but that we keep showing up lovingly and offering unconditional love to them um trusting their journey which again i think is what we share about so often Mm. it's, it's one of the most painful things in a way as a parent isn't it to really realize actually we don't have power over our children at all and it is their journey and we might want them to do some healing thing right now 
help us and we can do everything you know in terms of our part of that sometimes they're not willing and sometimes mm. we just need to absolutely trust their timing and mm. just keep loving them and keep loving ourselves yes as you say that I know I've shared this story before but really what comes to mind when you talk about that is is my relationship with my son from you know being a mum a young mum who just was not supported and feeling really freaked out all the time and and you know I still took beautiful care of him but I did not feel connected to him at all and and a lot of the thoughts that were going through my head was he's really difficult or it's so hard and really I mean I look back and just think oh gosh I was just spiraling I needed support and love and all the things right and yet I carried that for quite a while. And, and now I've shared this part too. I felt a big disconnect from him when I was born. I'd had a traumatic birth experience. And then when I gave birth to my daughter and I had this really powerful birth experience, the moment I held her in my arms, I just felt this deep love like I'd never felt before, which was amazing. But then the flip side of that was like, but I didn't feel that for my son. And so then all the guilt stories came up and all the shame around that. And then I started to be like, whoa, how's he ever going to forgive me for not being able to turn up in the way I wanted to or that I couldn't, you know, and and all of those stories and narratives hung around for quite a while. And it wasn't until I came to Aware Parenting and started to do a lot more of this healing work did I begin to realize as we talk about I had to move into compassion for myself first I had to just be so gentle and tender to the 25 year old Lael who gave birth with you know no clue and didn't have the support she needed and was doing the best job she could at the time and really only when I started to move more into that forgiveness for myself did I start to see that repair happen with my son so we were always still you know, I was still very attentive to him, but I could just, there was a, there was something in the way. And it, as I moved more into my own compassionate healing and understanding, then he would bring more play to me. He would bring more feelings to me. We found our own beautiful place of reconnection that took time. It took years for us to do it when I, when he was probably ready and when I was also ready to do it. And, you know, now at 22, you know, he's just the most divine young man and we have such a beautiful relationship and it is deeply honouring of each other and it really was one of the most beautiful gifts for me to teach me about healing and trusting timing and, as you say, Marion, doing the work on ourselves first to move into compassion for myself so that he could then move into whatever healing he needed to do. It was so powerful and I would not change any of that experience, you know, because it has shaped me and I have to trust that it's also shaped parts of him. And as I've shared this before, for anyone who's new and who's listening to this, because I was so kind of checked out in that first few years of his life, my husband deeply stepped in, was super, super connected with my son and I look back now and realize, whoa, actually, that was probably divine for their relationship and for my husband's relationship with his own father. There was incredible healing that went through the lineage of the men in that family. And on some level, I'm like, perhaps it was wisdom that I was out of the way. So it created more space for Mike to have that with, with my son. So I look back now and see actually the wisdom and perfection of everything that happened and, and really trust again, from that, you know, perspective of time, just how actually perfect it all was. Mm, I find that story so touching now every time you share it and seeing the connection that you and your son have is so amazing, isn't it? 
Mm. I would love to say one other thing. You know, sometimes it goes around on Facebook, these kind of memes that say things like, you know, um, this stops here with me. You know, there will be no trauma passed down in my lineage. And on one hand, I uh, really so deeply acknowledge the, the big no that someone is saying when they say that. What I see and, and, you know, particularly let's come back to aware parenting that, you know, when we're aiming to parent in these ways, we can be so into this idea that we're not going to pass down any hurt or any intergenerational trauma. And I think for me, that's been so much part of this journey to actually do everything I can and to keep doing the inner work and to keep, you know, keep on and keep on and keep on listening and to see the ways I absolutely have passed things down to my children and are still healing the results of that and see that in them often. Mm. keep having shifts around that still and I think there's something about that incredible humility that mm. comes that we to go you know we are just one generation and often perhaps the first or maybe even second generation to be actually starting to look at parenting and we might be the first people that have ever looked at our lineage we might be the first people in our in our lineage to ever feel feelings and to actually understand what's been passed down and to expect that to all shift in like a matter of you know a very short time I just you know I I think that's part of this journey is actually to to drop the sticks and to keep doing what we can but to know yes we will pass stuff down to our children we will see absolutely them doing things that we know are caused by us and to keep being deeply compassionate probably do a lot of crying and feel the grief and the sadness but also to just there's something also about the the beauty of life isn't it where we where we see like oh my gosh we are part of this very long journey this mm. very long lineage and hopefully we'll be going on for many more generations and we are just mm. one rung in that ladder we are not the end of the ladder ah oh, it's so beautifully put Marion. it's so true isn't it and i know we've talked about this before there's been times when my kids teenagers have hit stuff and i'm like no you're not meant to do that. I've listened to all your feelings. <laughs> I've like played with you <laughs> like anyone I know. No, you are not meant to have stuff. And then you realize it's human. We're all going to have stuff. And that's there's wisdom in that. It serves them as well. <laughs> it's, it is very humbling, isn't it? But it just, it allows, you know, what I see too is it allows me to sit in the space of really trusting whatever their stuff is. And it also makes it safe enough for them to feel their stuff in certain ways and they come and they share it with you. And there's, you know, there is a a depth or a connection through it, even through the hard stuff, which feels deeply profound, which is stuff that I think where I didn't have necessarily in my, you know, upbringing and we're getting better each time. Definitely. So yeah, it's, it is, it's, important to remember the bigger picture isn't it so important Mm. Mm. is there anything else you'd like to say around this around um forgiveness not forgiveness (laughs) i think i've I've said what i wanted to say how about you lael um yeah i think it's uh, i think it's you know it is it's a topic that has many layers to it as we're talking about here and i think ultimately it comes back to what are we hanging on to And what do we make it mean? And how does that serve us? And what would it be if I did let this go? What would it then mean if I, if I actually decided I'm going to pull my power back from this, or I'm actually going to 
bring the compassion and healing that I need to or whatever it is, what would then that mean? And I think they're the questions that can help us navigate our relationship to this in a big way. Mm, I love that so much and totally agree. Mm, Yeah. Is there anything you want to offer people around this? I'm imagining as you're listening, you might have, there might have been some relationship or some interaction or something that someone has done or you've done that, that keeps popping into your mind. And I wonder if you are willing to receive some listening in relation to that or whatever, however you do your healing, you might be journaling, whatever that is, but to really attend to what you probably know is here that wants to be tended to. Mm, yeah. And I wonder, yeah, I, I, for me, I think I wonder what, how that concept lands as in the gifts that life gives us if we choose to look at it that way and, and what we take, what we make it mean and what we carry forward. And is it something we want to put down? Is it something that is not ours to carry anymore? What would it mean or what would it look like if we no longer carried that pain or that burden or that story and we actually put it down or we handed it back or whatever you need to do so that you actually can, as we said, find that freedom for yourself and model that to your beautiful children. Mm, Yum. (laughs) Yes. I know we're making it sound really easy. also want to say it's it doesn't feel that way when you're in it please know that this is messy and it can be painful and it can just be boring and it can be really hard so I know we're talking about it with I think beautiful reverence of what it is and possibly because we've both done a lot of healing in our time and come through the other side of lots of pieces of it but I really want to just acknowledge it's it can be hard and painful and messy when you're in it and that's why we always advocate for support and compassion and listening and all that kind of stuff to to guide you through those places so yeah please please hear that with just deep tenderness and compassion from us of yes how challenging it can be yes and how vital that support is absolutely Mm. Mm. so lel what have you got going on that you want to share about as we um what have i got going on um I'm not really thinking of things. I mean, I've just got courses online. If anybody wants Ed to do anything, there's stuff there. Um, I'm, not, I'm just thinking, oh, actually, I do have some stuff coming up, which is some live events with um, a friend of mine, Bernadette. She has the business core and flora store. If someone, if any of you, lots of people actually come to us through beautiful Bernadette. Thank you, Bernadette. Um, We're doing a bit of a live tour around Australia. We're going to Newcastle and Bathurst and Canberra and Tasmania and Melbourne and Torquay. And we're doing like a big one-day event called Centering the Mother, which is all about um, just a beautiful journey into our stuff. Bernadette does lots of beautiful body work, movement, and I'm going to take people into some beautiful stories of who they are and their journey of mothering. And I'm also doing some live parenting workshops, which I haven't done for years. Um, so if anybody's interested, they can find, um, on Instagram, there's in my profile, there's a link to it, or you can look at Bernadette's core and flora store. She's got some great work for, for beautiful bodies. Um, so we've got that coming up for the last kind of half of the year in Australia, which will be fun doing a little bit of a tour 
taking it on the road, which is which is super fun. So um, that's what I'm doing for the next little bit amongst all the other bits and pieces. What about you, Marion? Yeah, it sounds so exciting and fun. Uh, I have this lovely, uh, my signature where parenting course is coming through me and I'm going to be sharing posts about it pretty much every day. So if you want to see where parenting posts every day, that will be on my two Instagrams and Facebook. I'm very excited about it. This is like, ta-da! <laughs> this is the pen, no, not the penultimate that's the second best oh. it's the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate of aware parenting courses from the master that's that's you marion it's going to be epic <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much you had that sense i've just been saying earlier that this the, the the coming to the end of this cycle of, and really kind of completing and drawing up all the the threads and weaving them together it's a very yummy time mm, it's beautiful i love it i want to say thank you to everyone again who listens to our podcast and downloads it and shares it we love your um your what's it called when they leave a um is it not a review oh my god i've had a total mind blank <laughs> when you can write a review so what do you do on the yeah. podcast channels is that what it's called so, yeah. oh i feel like it's called something else okay. anyway um whatever you know what it is when you listen to the podcast and you write if you like it or not do that because it helps <laughs> god anyway thanks for sharing everybody and loving it it's really um it's yeah, it makes us so happy so we're, we're deeply grateful oh yes thank you so much for your support because we would not be here oh we might still be recording it even if it was for three people but because um, we have fun anyway but thank you for um for sharing it and spreading the word and we are sending you so much love Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.